How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject. We're essentially, let's just kind of like recap a a little bit of just some current events, some some perspectives, and and just things on my mind today that, you know, I couldn't shake off, and, and they don't, in their individuality, don't really justify an entire podcast to themselves. I mean, maybe a couple talking points, but not all of them. Uh, tomorrow is a pretty, uh, stupid day, uh, in America history. I, I think it's a complete waste of time in the, um, legislative branch of government, but, you know, I, I definitely understand the perspective as to why the need or the, the need and feeling for wanting to justify doing this. But again, there, everyone already knows the predictable end results, and I think it's just going to add more fuel to a fire that just doesn't need any more fuel added to it. And I think this country just needs to move forward, and that is the, the second impeachment of our, pe- our previous president. I'm just not going to name him because you know you guys already know my perspective on him. Uh, I never thought um, from the very beginning that he was a, a individual qualified for holding the. Uh, the presidency in America, and I, I think most of the founding fathers, and by most, I'm, I mean all of them, would probably agree with that as well. Um, but anyways, uh, again, like I said, I think it's a complete waste of everyone's time. A lot of resources are going to be wasted towards this. I hope it doesn't last more than a couple of days. I hope it doesn't get that much headline news, but it's it's obviously going to. It looks like already from liberal perspective, news media organizations, that it's just going to be the topic of everyone's um, screen, which is just stupid. And for conservatives as well, it's just more of a, a way to fuel uh, um, this conversational piece about the world's against us. We need to fight stronger, harder, um, and and do everything we can because our, our party is under threat, essentially, is their perspective on things. And you know, I couldn't blame them for having that that perspective, but at the same time, you know, if if it was the opposite side and it was you know a Democrat that had had done what he had done, I think most Republicans would probably favor what is about to happen. But again, still stupid. I don't think it's you know when it has a predictable result. I think it's a complete waste of time, and there are more pressing things that need to happen in this country, and um. Two of which I, I I can't believe my home state of Florida actually was able to pass this of all states actually, but um, something that is becoming more and more of a national conversation and that is increasing minimum wage from where it's at at the moment. The federal rate I believe it's about like seven dollars and eighty five cents or somewhere in that scope, and uh, no one working full time at that wage could ever survive in this country. I, there literally is an impossibility. Some people argue that minimum wage is a uh, entry-level job position, uh, salary. Um, but it's it's sad to see that a lot of people that are not in their 18s are, are being paid that amount of money. And uh, I think this country is kind of trying to address that. Even at the rate that they're addressing for each individual at $15 an hour, it, uh, it just puts people above what would be considered a poverty rate. Um, to survive nowadays in America, you know, that's including inflation, costs of necessities, housing costs, food, uh, and everything of that nature. And I, I couldn't blame them for putting it, tacking on that number. I think if anyone makes under 15 bucks an hour as an adult, um, they're either in a desperate situation, um, 
or uh, there's just not enough jobs in their area and they're being forced to have to, to kind of take that salary because they don't have enough money to relocate and go somewhere where there's potentially more money for them to, to, to make. Um, and then secondly, the uh, child tax credit for families. I think it's a, it's a uh, great idea. And I think uh, it's something that's uh, probably going to be more uh, acceptable for everyone. And that is families that are, are struggling uh, that have children and are able to afford a, uh, you know, a living cost or uh, be able to afford to pay for, for their children's costs. I think um, a monthly tax credit is kind of the agenda. I think that is, in uh, in my opinion, a good step towards um, universal basic income and, and to see how this kind of levitates the eco- uh, economy and, and, and drives up more wealth and um, and the general economy and local business and everything of that nature and to see kids, you know, do better. I do think that there should be a way to kind of measure out um, to, to just kind of verify that people are actually utilizing those funds properly. I almost would rather them do a tax credit on like grocery receipts. Like if people would show like, um, you know, X amount of money spent on groceries, I think that would be a little bit in my opinion or like, for certain expenses, like you would have to send in like, I don't know, utility bills with your tax rebates or, you know, you don't have to send in everything. I don't know how they would do it, you know, legislatively. I don't know. Or maybe they could do something similar to a food stamp card, but that card only has already pre-programmed in the back on the back end that it, it only can work on food or utilities or housing cost. Um, and then people would have to kind of change like a uh, car processing companies would have to change their system on the back end if and no one's going to say no to to doing that anyways because that's additional money that could be coming their way and the government would just kind of pay the the car processing fees for them but in return they have to kind of establish a way for these cars to be recognized towards certain costs and if if that thing that people are trying to buy isn't within the category that the government's willing to fulfill they already do it for food stamps, essentially. Like you can't just go into a store from what I've been told with food stamps and just buy whatever you want. It only works towards food. They essentially could do the same thing for this. And I think that would be um, what I would be more in favor of than just giving anyone just $300 cash. Cause I feel like a lot of people are fiscally responsible and they don't, um, they don't have a level of education to be able to properly manage their, you know, an influx of money. Um, I know there are a lot of people out there that would use it responsibly, but I'm, I'm just, you know, and who knows which side is a majority or minority. I don't know. You know, I can't be that person, but if the studies show that a majority of individuals, a majority that means well over 50% of individuals tend to not be fiscally responsible with their money. Um, then I think that that's where you would have to tack on a program. Like I just described, if not, then, um, then of course, just give people cash all right. And who knows that's, you know, on politicians to handle that. That's not on me, but that's how I would portray it or push it as an agenda. And that would, I think, get both people to agree on the side, um, from both political parties. Cause I think everyone agrees that there should be absolutely no reason why kids should be starving in this country or why they should be not getting a good adequate education, it's just ultimately bad for America, right? If you have 
individual children that are are growing up uh, malnutritioned with horrible education. Those are your criminals. You know, it's it's very easy to kind of address that situation. Uh, if you have low opportunities to, you know, make something of yourself, and and the systems are stacked against you, you're gonna probably be desperate. Every human is capable of doing that. You know, you put someone in in, in such a desperate time, they're gonna do things that they, it goes against their character, and that's even good people. And so when you put people in the perspective that that's kind of how they've always grown up, it's you're just nurturing more crime, more problems. And it would just be better if everyone had access to the same adequate level of education, food, and everything, and insurance. You know, and I, I hope that's the way that this country goes, right? I hope they tackle those three things, right? Healthcare, education, and and just general sustainability and livability. Like, if you do all three of those things, I think as whatever political party you are, and you are able to navigate the financial cost of that, and do it in such a way that can be, you know, addressed in a way that doesn't cost the taxpayer too much. Then, I, you know, I think that that's the right thing to do. We spend way too much on military uh, expenditure. I think you could cut our military budget in half, and we would still be spending more money than than every country combined uh, if we were to just even cut them out in half. And I think this country should focus more on defense than than um, and use espionage as a way to kind of measure out whether you know we have a foreign agent that's planning on doing something against us uh and then just kind of keeping everything on our borders and and just kind of defending our own country this idea of just kind of going around and and defending interests all around the world i think needs to stop and it would really easily justify cutting the budget in half which would then easily pay for everything i just described plus more but um you know those are my two cents but anyways I think that's what the legislative, all of government should be focused on right now is just tackling these issues, these short-term issues and long-term issues that are plaguing this country and have been plaguing it for since I was a kid, essentially. Um, but we'll see. And uh, thirdly is uh, my perspective on um, the COVID-19 vaccine. I've been putting a lot of forethought on this. I addressed this a long time ago, like four or five months ago in this podcast where essentially there was a, I was on team hesitation. I didn't like the idea of how quickly this, this at that time with my level of education about the information available to me, I thought this vaccine process was being very rushed and that there were uh, definitely high levels of risk to it. I didn't understand the technology as well. And there was just a lot of different things I just did not know. And so I felt because of that, it, there was more of a risk to me to take the vaccine and not knowing much about it than to just kind of maintain the lifestyle that I've had already, which is to stay indoors. That's been my life essentially and only going out for my daughter's doctor's appointments. And um, that's been working well for us. I have luckily not had COVID and I have had family, family members now have it close friends of mine have it. Um, Luckily, all of them have made it out fine. Some of them have had to deal with a little bit more issues than others, but they, in the end, turned out completely good, uh, which is just, uh, you know, a blessing for me in a sense that I didn't have to lose anyone close to me to this disease. But that's not the story for a lot of people out there, which is so unfortunate. Um, 
I feel like I'm a, a healthy individual. If I were to get it, I feel like I would do fine with, with coping with it, but it's not about me. It's about my family and my, my daughter. And ultimately that idea, plus the fact of knowing more about how the vaccine was created and how this is actually a culmination of decades of work towards this technology that they're using now for this specific, this is going to be like the first disease of many that they're tackling with this technology but understanding what they're doing with this versus what they've done conventionally with other vaccines, I'm still, there's a little bit of hesitation. And so I want to really delve into the technology and, and read like peer review documents in the medical field and things of that nature. I haven't done that yet, but I've gotten enough information from respected sources that I trust to get science from like legitimate science, not like fake stuff or or make-believe conspiracy theories, like legitimate people that have spent their lives and and their goals and aspirations have been to just give off good, you know, good knowledge, good educational knowledge vetted and sourced. And so, you know, I trust their word and now I want to go through their sources and, and, and verify and read through those sources to see, um, you know, if it's really going to change my mind. But at this point, I've swayed away from team hesitant to team i i'm more likely going to do it so when it becomes available to someone my age group um and my profession then i i think I, i'm definitely going to do it and this is more so not about my personal health but about my daughter i need to think first about her i always do and to get this vaccine will completely eliminate any risk of well not completely but it will minimize the risk of her losing her father and potentially me having very bad symptoms and and making it a lot harder to cope with everything than to ha- than to be asymptomatic essentially and just kind of dealing with not breathing everywhere but um yeah that's what i wanted to talk about today those were like three things that were literally going through my mind i should do like the what's on my mind mondays <laughs> um but um yeah you know, and then I already talked about yesterday's the Super Bowl podcast yesterday. If you want to hear me be sound a little bit down, I think I did pretty well with handling it. But um, it's funny enough, like a lot of my friends agree with my perspective on it after the fact. Even uh, Tampa Bay fans and people that were being super toxic the day before. I, you know, I, I, I completely understand where you guys were coming from. I probably would have done the same thing, but. Um, you know, I'm glad that we could come to an agreement on, on some things, especially how referees were handling the the first half of the game. But, you know, Tampa still played phenomenal, phenomenal, and, and they definitely deserve to win. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. If you're not familiar, every Tuesday I did dedicate a message directly to my daughter. That's just in case if something were to happen to me, she will always have... Um, as much insight that I can portray in, a, in this podcast left to her to hold on to for the rest of her life. And so those are personal messages for me to her. So you guys are more than willing to listen to them if you'd like, or you can just skip tomorrow's podcast and every Tuesday's podcast and, and continue listening to all the rest of mine. Um, and I need to have guests on, like I need to focus on doing that. Uh, my apologies for not putting a lot of time behind that. There's just been a lot on my plate in the last month and good stuff, nothing bad, but just too much where it's just kind of gotten in the way of things. But anyways, again, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.